be in a happy place, your work environment where you're happy and you're growing. And if you're a business owner, you know, create that environment for people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Colleen Mayer. Now, she's over in the States. I'm, you know, getting a few people from over there, but she's she's joining us, and it's half past six in the morning, which is amazing, and I really appreciate that effort. But she tells me she was up anyway, so so it's probably no biggie. But Colleen, or yes. should I call you Dr.? Colleen. Thank you, call me Colleen. <laughs> Colleen, Colleen. Yes. There's always these different pronunciations. It, exactly well, right. Colleen. So go for it. Tell us a little bit about yourself because you've got a bit of a backstory, haven't you? Yeah. You know, it, when you reached out about goal setting and I thought, you know what? I love goal setting. I, I'm passionate about goal setting and strategic planning. And I've had to use it all my life. You know, I grew up in a household that was, you know, ant, not really anti-education, but they did push education. I mean, it wasn't something that was, you know, a priority in our family, unfortunately. And then, so then we, I got into getting married early and having kids and getting divorced. And at one point I had to really step back and say, okay, where's my life going? What's the trajectory of my life? And I didn't like what I was saying. You know, I was a single mom. Like, okay, we got to get things going. So I started with a goal setting. Okay. Because you're at point A, you want to be at point B. There's a gap, you know, because you're right here and you want to get there. So what steps do you need to take to get from point A to P? What are the, what are those steps? What does it look like? How often do I reevaluate them? And I use this model all my life, all my life, since I was about 25 years old, it works and it keeps you focused. And I was able to not only, you know, buy a house as a single mom, raise my daughters, you know, get an education. I, I, I got a doctorate degree at USC. Um, I have my own business. I have my own podcast. We're going to have you come on as a guest, of course. And but but all those things where I was able to reach them through goal setting and setting my priorities okay so priorities you touched on there and you paused there on priorities so mm-hmm. is that because when you're in a myriad of stuff there's so many things calling upon you that sometimes it's very very difficult to decide what it is that you want to be able well well what the next step is I mean can you elaborate a little bit yeah priorities because it's it's you know sometimes we a couple things that I think we do um, as people sometimes is we beat ourselves up you know and we don't give ourselves a break and or we we're coming you know reactive but when you step away from that and you look and evaluate what's going on and where you want to be and how that affects all the people around you then you're able to set priorities and one of the priorities for me early on was to make sure that I was able to give uh, my kids a quality life as a single parent. And how was I going to do that? What did it look like? And that I set not only short-term goals, but long-term goals. And then, you know, you evaluate them as you're going through, because some goals are going to, you're going to accomplish them, 
Some goals are going to change as you're going through the process. It's going to, you know, veer left or veer right or whatever it's going to do. And then you have to change with it. And then you have to do the reevaluate that and the process starts all over again. And that I think priorities, but I think we, if you set goals, you're being proactive, not reactive. And I think we get stuck in the reactiveness of it all. No, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that is a good point in that respect. You've got a podcast, which, as you say, you're going to invite me to be a guest on, yes. which I, yes. I like. And it's called Fearless in Pink. And I yes. promise to wear a pink shirt All right. when, when, when I'm on it. Not that that works for podcasts really too much, because obviously it's an auditory thing instead of a, a visual. But, Mine you know, goes we, out on video. Mine goes out on video. It does. We're sorted. We're sorted. <laughs> we'll make sure that um, I'm pretty in pink. I'm never ever going to be fearless. So tell us about that. So what's that for? Well, I, I wrote my dissertation on women business owners and what research shown and my research and prior research. And, you know, I don't want to, I'm not lumping everybody into the same box, but what research showed that a, a lot of women have a higher fear of failure and lower self-efficacy than their male counterparts when it comes to engaging in business and stepping out there. So an example would be men are more likely to get business loans where some women are, they're going to use a credit card, they're going to use savings, they're going to use, they're going to borrow money from the family because they're that risk of taking that loan and saying, okay, what if I fail? Then I'm going to, you know, they already start the process of failure in their head. They're already setting themselves up. What if I fail? But what what if you don't? So the podcast came from that so that women, we have men guests on all, obviously, and, and women, but we want to have people that come out like you are, you know, about goal setting, you know, how they did it. What, how, what, what did they learn through the process of building this business? And sometimes it's not just business owners that we have out. Sometimes it's people doing extraordinary things. I had a, a guest on there that was 40, almost 50 years old. Because the economy lost her her career, she wanted to shift gears. She has a child with um, dis- huge disabilities that she's taking care of and other children. And she decided, okay, I'm going to go back to school and get a master's degree in social, st- and become a social worker. And, you know, and that to me was brave because she's making that step. Because a lot of people say, you know, I'm too old to start over. I'm, you know, no, there's n- no, no, there's no age gap. There's no age gap restriction, you know, to starting a project or a business or a hobby. And so we had her on. So it's just amazing people doing amazing things and I'm and encouraging women and men out there to make that step and believe in themselves. Yeah, I think I think there there is um, I mean they call it imposter syndrome, don't they? And uh, <laughs> you know and 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 doesn't matter where you are and how things have been, um, you know, many of us suffer from it, so and, uh, so that's good. So I, I'm I'm pleased to hear that. Now it says business consulting. So you mm-hmm. consult consult with business owners, and and yes. we you know obviously you're creating goals for them. Do you get them to write them down and share them with you, or are they private? Do you have a, a special acronym that you might you know I I go on in my book about smart goals, but mm-hmm. I've had various other ones you know come in and, and and you know people have different takes on that so have you got a unique take on 
on on something that you've yeah yeah when we work with business owners we we know we we do an evaluation so we're gonna okay something's wrong it's not but their business either stopped growing you know it's flat or it's not growing or they're not where they want to be so they're that we need to kind of reevaluate and adjust so what we do the first step i do is i make them you know we work together to determine you know we look at PLs, we look at employees we look at operations and what different types of customer service, you know, so we're looking for what are some of the problems that could be causing uh, this business not to grow. So I have this acronym. It's um, there's these two gentlemen out of USC. Their name is Clark and Estee, and they have a KML model, KMO. And the first one is knowledge. So we look at, you know, what kind of training did an employee have, you know, what kind of um, onboarding that they have. What does that look like? Continuous training is if the industry is changing and they're not getting trained with it. The second one is motivation. So K, knowledge and motivation. You know, is the employee motivated? And I look at it two ways. Some employees are not motivated. That's just who they are. And there's other people that come in and they're motivated, but somehow something around the environment and the workplace is killed that mo- that motivation. They've been ground then, down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then the other one is O. Oh, which is organization, you know, their policies and procedures, their culture, you know, their management. So, so, so Clark and Essie say it usually problems will fall into those three categories. So we look at everything within those three categories and then we create a solution. We create, you know, we're going to implement the solution, but here's what I do a little bit different. So we found out, determine what the problem is. We're creating solutions. And before we even implement it, I ask people, okay, picture this goal. This is a three-month goal. You know, we're doing it by quarter. And picture it now. At the end of the quarter, you failed. Picture it. Just picture it. Why do you think you failed? And people tell me all kinds of things. I don't follow up. You know, I'm not going to stay consistent. I don't want to pay. And so they're already telling me before we get started the problems that they're anticipating so we turn around now and put those into the imp- the solutions. Clever, clever. Yeah, and so and then I had when I had a woman tell me, "Oh, I don't follow up." So when we created the goals, I created a calendar, and she had to write everything when she's going to follow up with people and highlight it. Or you can do it on the computer, or you can do it on paper. And if it's pink, you know, or yellow, or whatever she wants to pick, that means she did it. If it's another code, that means she didn't do it. And I expected to see it rescheduled because that's the problem. You know, we we put it on there and then we get lost in time and we forget to follow up. We forgot. And then all of a sudden, three months later, nobody knows about goals and the program failed. The initiative failed and we don't know why. And then we, we review and evaluate. And if anything we didn't or they didn't achieve, we carry that goal over to the following quarter. And if we did achieve one, we make a big deal, celebrate those small wins and make it a positive experience. Yeah, that's. I think that is critical. Uh, so very often we, you know, we go off and we achieve stuff, but there's no real reward. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be, um, a, you know, a major, major. It could just be, you know, a new set of golf clubs. No, that's quite big. But. <laughs> 
but you know, you know, you know, just a meal out for the team, or or you know, a big celebratory cake, or ice creams all round, or something like that. You know, yeah, but pizza. I, I mean, people just you know, and acknowledge the small things, the small wins as you're going through the process. You know, celebrate people because they'll work harder. You know, for you, and you know, I always tell my people that I work with. Make sure when you're setting some of your goals, you keep your employees engaged because they will own what they create. Yes. So if they're creating these goals with you, they're going to support them because they are part of the solution. And yeah, I find that that works. Yeah, I think I think yeah, if you're running any kind of business, that, that's quite an important thing to actually involve the team in it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's an outside chance they'll just scupper it. Yeah, there's a great chance that you know, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and and then it's probably not with any malicious intent, but it's like, well, you know, we're not on the same hymn sheet, so, so uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's quite an important thing. What you've got to watch out for is if you've got an employer like me who like changes his mind. I'm like a butterfly, right? On the ideas front, I jump from float from idea to idea, and it's like. But they're used to it now because my team have been with me for you know over four years, you know, both of them. So, so it's like. Right. And I think, Doug, I think you know if they like and respect you and they understand you, that you know they'll they'll jump around with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, sometimes they come back and say, "Look, <laughs> this one here. Do we get involved in this, or is this like you know, really? Is that going to happen?" Do you think that's really a good idea? And it's like, yeah, sometimes you need to be told that. Yes, that's absolutely true. And they uh, will tell you when you give them. Yeah, that. we've got we've got a team section with what the mm-hmm. were you thinking? And I have to put things in there. You know, if I get an idea, I'll put it in there first, and then then that's given its realism. What mm-hmm. were you thinking, Doug, when you thought that one up? So we get them to involve their their teams in their goals that's an important thing yourself though are you a, a visualizer or are you a writer downer do you have a journal how do you know I, I i i i have to write things down and what i do is i'll create i have my overall you know quarterly goals personal and business and then i at the beginning of the week i see what i need to get done to, this week to accomplish that and then also daily, because if you don't do that, you get stuck in the minutia of the every single day stuff and you can't figure out what's happening. You have to make time for you in your business or you and your goals, whatever that is, educational, family. But you have to take that time and step back. Yeah, put it in. Well, well yeah, family time is the most important, really, because we get hit up with taking things forward all the time, especially if you're an entrepreneur or You've got a real big thing that you're excited about, and that you know takes up all of your time. But really, you should put family time in the diary first. Mm-hmm. Pick I that agree. up from somebody somewhere, and uh, a very wise person. So that's a tip for everybody: put family time and plan the family time too. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's very easy to say, "Well, I've got three days off." Uh, my wife accuses me of this. 
So what are we doing? What are we doing in the three days? And it's like, well, I haven't thought about that. I've managed to, I've managed to find three days. I can't think of things to do in it, you know. But yeah, so work on that. Plan, plan, plan. plan. Right. No, that's cool. I, I like like to ask if people have got big, hairy, audacious goals, bags, like things that they think, yeah, really, if I could achieve that, that would be amazing. Have you got any that you're working on at the moment? Yeah, you know, I got a book I'm working on. It's called Fearless in Pink, Shocker. <laughs> oh, wow, it's a theme there. <laughs> yeah, and I would like to do a TED Talk down the road. And I also working on becoming a, you know, speaker, you know, and, I, and I'm very, I'm a, big advocate for women's rights here in Southern Cal- or California and national with the organization that I'm with the national it's called the National Association of Women Business Owners NABO it's been around for you know 30 40 years now and again like you were saying spending time with my family you know I want to travel and and because I work from my computer I can do that you know and that's a big goal for me I don't want to go back to that 9 to 5 grind as far as picking, you know, going to a place and clocking in, I want mm-hmm. to be able to do travel with my family. So yeah. that's going to be my big goal too. Okay. So the TED talk then, I will, will, will hold you to that one. <laughs> When's your deadline? Because obviously, you know, yeah. a goal without a deadline is just a dream. That's exactly right. I want to have it done within three years. Three years. Because okay. I want to get my book finished. Yeah, and I want. I'm also creating some courses that I'm going to put out. So I want to get. You know, these are the things so that I can. You know, have something to offer people other than mm-hmm. a speak. You know, you want to be able to. You know, when you're at work and you're creating goals and you create job aids that help people. You know, mm-hmm. to um, whether it's you know how this is how you answer the phone or this is how you use this machine. I want to be able to have something that I can um, pass along to people that mm-hmm. that's not just listening but having t- something tangible. Okay, and uh, and also something that's tangible can affect and help more people. Exactly right. You know, if it's uh, there's a lot of online. I think there's a, a you know obviously a big movement to it now with what's happened over the last eighteen months or so. There's a lot, there's a lot more accepting to to for things to be virtual. So yeah, so if we've got a good story, then then we need to get it out of there. I'm sort of on a little bit of the same journey. I've got one book in the bag. I've got another one due. I'm thinking of trying to work out how I can do a program. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly low on the follow through though. So, you know, I get, as I say, get all the ideas. I'm going to send you an email once a month and ask you how you're doing. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm going to make myself accountable to the world now. No, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly, perfectly fine. That's good. Right. Now I like to ask yes. at this point, if there is a, Something that you use, goal setting orientated, that that the world needs to know, right? So it's a golden nugget from you that the world needs to know. Is it just something specific? Or I think that because as I'm older, I think that don't work for a company or be a company where the culture is not a fun place. I think that people, you know, we put money above, you know, what money's important. I get it where, you know, people have to live, but if you're a business owner, create a culture where you can still have, you know, people that are paid a living wage. That's, that is, you know, 
but it's the culture. People work for mean, nasty people, and they can work for nice people. You can be a nasty boss, or you can be a nice boss. And I don't think I think it's shifting. It's not like it used to be back in you know where people stayed in a company for forty years and got the golden watch when they retired. And you know, people. I think people are, are getting away from working for companies like that. Mm-hmm. But I like I don't believe in working for companies like that or being a company. Uh, being a business owner like that, life's too short to have stress. You, you you take it home with your family. So please, you know, make that change. And here's what I tell business owners too. When you operate a business where you're yelling at people or you're, you're being nasty, which I don't believe that you can get things done without having to do that. And by talking to people, I fire people and they thank me on their way out, you know, because it's not about them personally. It's about a performance, right? Uh, but I think that it's not worth it. It's not worth all this drama and people are becoming where they're not going to stay. So what's going to happen is all the people who have other options, right? They're going to leave and you're going to get stuck with the people that have that second motivation we talked about where they don't really care. They don't, you know, they're just there to clock in. So be in a happy place, your work environment where you're happy and you're growing. And if you're a business owner, you know, create that environment for people. It doesn't take much. It really doesn't take much it to doesn't. create a really nice, friendly environment. And, you know, people think, well, I've got to grind out, got to get all the stuff out of my team. Do you know what? You cut them a great deal of slack and you get the right people and you treat them right. They'll get the job done anyway. <laughs> I turned regions around where they were going to sell regions because they were not performing and I said, let me go in there. And with that same team, we were able to turn things around. It, it is about how getting people involved, making sure they feel important and treat them, treat them like you want to be treated. And we changed cultures and those same people drove those regions up when they were the same people that, because it's, it's, it was the way they were being treated. And they just like, you know, they give you that, you know what? They smile to your face and you walk away and they're like, I'm not doing that. I don't care about this business. Yeah. 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 They've got, you know, they, and love might be too big a word, but they've got to feel loved. They've got to feel, you know, and, 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 you know, some people were, Oh, that's a bit strong. You can't (laughs) use that in the workplace. And it's like, these are, they're other human beings. They're other human beings. It's like, you know, the world, there's enough crap going on that you don't need to add any to anybody, really. Well, you know, I like to think that. You know, um, no, we no, I like to implement that, actually. I do implement that. I think you, I believe that you do. You know, we we would have meetings and we would call them, you know, family meeting, everybody get together. But this is my style. This is, you know, who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, the, the organization as a whole. Uh, we had 62 schools across the country and they were starting to cut back on payroll. So they told me you need to reduce two part-time equivalent. So equivalent. So the hours, right? Mm-hmm. So two part-time people, the hours. So we had a meeting and I said, okay, guys, this is what it is. It is what it is. And we have to reduce two part-time equivalent hours. And so everybody was laying people off. All the different regions were laying people off. We didn't have to lay off one person because people would say, well, you know, I'm working 40 hours, but I'm willing to give five. 
I'm willing to give six as long as I have my insurance. I don't want my friend, I don't want my coworker to lose their job. Uh, I can live, I can live off, you know, and everybody gave hours and we were able to keep everybody working. And we were the only region that didn't lay off a person in, in our company. At a, we, had, we had 62 uh, school. There were schools. We had 62 of them. That's and, and it is just be open-minded. Just, you know, share. This is, this is what we've got to try and achieve. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why we've got to try and achieve it. So over to you. And we've got to give our teams, our staff, our people, the credibility to be able to make those sorts of decisions rather than, you know, be autocratic on it, you know, bring some mm-hmm. d- democracy in, mm-hmm. right? Well, you, and and yeah. I think it makes a huge difference. It makes a difference because what happens when you start, and this has happened in the other regions, they started just laying people off, right? What happens? Everybody gets scared. Yeah. What's happening to the company? Why are they laying people off? Or what's am I going to lose? If you have a conversation, everybody works together for the goal. I didn't have that problem. That's the thing. Okay, so work together, people. That's the thing. Have goals. That's also very, very important. I'm going to make sure that when I come and guest on your podcast, I'm wearing a pink shirt just so that, you know, I'm fearless in pink, although I'm <laughs> pussycat really. Thank you very much for joining me and um, for sharing sharing your stuff. And we'll make sure that, you know, your information about your, your business consultancy and the stuff that, you know, is available, links to your website. Obviously, once you've got your training program, you know, that mm-hmm. will be on your website as well. We'll make sure that information is available. Colleen, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm so today. honored. Thank you. I'm so honored to have be on as your guest. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 